College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, and that's Valdez with an S. And we are right here in Midtown Manhattan. There's an intellectual war going on outside. No man is safe from. And we've got to get it in gear. If we look back on our history, there was the Whiskey Rebellion. Now, the Whiskey Rebellion is a great story, something really apropos, to use a fancy uh, French-sounding word. Because why? Well... Because we, as Americans, have been through so many of the things we're going through now before. So back in the day, our first president, G-Dub, George Washington, George, the original George W., there was some pardoning going on. And that's what kind of sparked this idea. Everybody's saying, oh, Rudy's looking for a pardon. When I heard Rudy was looking for a pardon, I thought to myself, shoot, I want one too. Why not? Let's get one for Mr. Jizzle. Let's get one for everybody here. Because... If Rudy needs a pardon for fighting for what's right, for doing the right thing, for standing up for America, for protecting election integrity, for doing, you know, above and beyond what so many others are doing. And I I got a lot of thoughts going on right now, so I'm going to try and streamline them. We've got a a little bit of time together, so I want to make sure we use it appropriately. I bring up the Whiskey Rebellion, and you can do your homework on that on your own time. But back in 1749... The farmers, you know, on the west side of Allegheny, they said in Pennsylvania, we don't want to pay tax anymore. You guys are taxing us unfairly, just like the Boston Tea Party, just like so many things in American history. They stemmed from people either wanting to pray or not wanting to be robbed by the government through confiscatory taxes. And what was unfair then was that these guys would barter. They grew grain. They made whiskey. They would pay for things with whiskey. And what happens? The government comes and says, the federal government flexed their muscle and said, well, you know what? This was a battle between Washington's party and the Federalist Party. And they said, we want you to pay this tax, which is honestly the equivalent of what I think I pay today in gas tax in New Jersey. I think it's nine cents on the gallon. We want you to pay that in cash. And they were like, but hold up, wait a minute. We, we don't pay anything in cash. We barter. And this is when it became extremely intrusive to people who were saying, you know what, we don't like this. We don't like the idea of, you know, starting this country from the colonies and being attacked this way or, you know, starting the colonies even because this has always been an issue. The government crossed the line and the people stood up. Do you know what they did? Great. I'll tell you what they did. They took the politicians, tax collectors. They grabbed them covered them in tar, and rolled them around in feathers. The term tarred and feathered, this is a real thing. I think sometimes people forget that that really happened. 
and the torches and pitchforks. That's a real thing. When politicians used to act up and get too big for their britches, as the old saying says, we the people would rise up and check them and tell them, no, no bueno, you can't do that. Today, it seems that we all start complaining, like I am right now. The problem is, I'm always willing to get involved in activism. It's something we all have to do. It's the reason I'm here. It's the reason I, I do this, what I do every day. I, I love being able to reach people with the truth, with my opinion, with my commentary, so that you can be informed, so that you can do what you need to do. Not so that you can stay home and complain. And I'm not saying that you do. I think by and large, the audience that listens to this program is very active, faithful patriots. But if you're the person that finds yourself asking questions like, but Rich, at what point do we, if you're asking at what point do we do anything, you're never going to do it. You don't need to ask. I'm a father of two children. Nobody needs to ask me, hey, at what point, I don't have to ask myself, at what point am I going to take action if I see my kids in danger? No need to ask. One day, quick aside, I was putting money in my Metro card. My teenage daughter was next to me. Some crackhead, basehead, heroin, whatever it was. He stumbles over. I give him the ice grill, you know, nasty look so that he'll step away. I keep doing my business at the machine. It looked like his high was kicking in while he was standing about two feet away from my kid. And again, this was pre-corona. So, you know, now if he was within six feet, I would have been like, hey, six feet, bro. And it looked as if he was starting to pass out. So to get his grip, he was going to hold on to my daughter's shoulders to catch his balance because he was high as a kite. I caught that out of my right eye. Good thing that I'm rotund and I like to eat a lot of arroz con habichuela. I got a little weight to me. So I shoved him. He probably flew about six and a half feet. Ended up on the floor and was like, oh, why are you pushing me? And I was like, bro, don't touch my kid. Nobody had to ask me, at what point was I going to step in to protect my kid? It's innate. It's natural. As citizens, it's the same way. There's no question of, at what point do we do what we got to do? If you got to ask, you're not going to do it. If you got to ask, you're, you're part of the problem, not part of the solution. And that's the real deal. Take it how you will. Too many people want to be little old me. What can I do? What can I do? As if somehow God made them incapable of doing anything. If you got to ask, you're not going to do it. You're part of the problem, not part of the solution. Now back to the Whiskey Rebellion. Those guys didn't ask anybody anything about what should I do? When can I do? They rose up. Now, am I telling you to rise up and tar and feather your politicians? No. Am I telling you to rise up and make placards and signs and do a protest? Absolutely. Hell yeah. I would love for every single day for us to take a page out of Hong Kong's playbook. And just by the way, Hong Kong is taking a page out of our playbook. They're acting like revolutionaries back in the Revolutionary War, standing up for America out there, speaking truth to power to their government who's being fascistic, who's being tyrannical, who's being autocratic. And they're saying, no more. We will not have it. And what are they doing? They're waving American flags in Hong Kong. If they know what Americanism is in Hong Kong, how is it that we don't know what it is here? And I know we do. The other day, two nights ago, I was filling in on the radio for Mayor Rudy Giuliani because he is busting his butt day in and day out. We're talking about 9, 10 o'clock at night, still doing hearings in Lansing, Michigan last night. 
Kudos to the mayor. God bless him. I got a call while I was hosting his show from my buddy Johnny Tobacco. John Tobacco's a host. He used to be on Newsmax TV. Now he's on Biz TV. And he's on one of the radio stations here in New York City. He's in the know. He knows what's going on in Staten Island. He's a Staten Islander. John called me and told me about his buddy who'd been arrested by force, like forcibly removed from his own place of business by the New York State, I think it was the state sheriffs, sent at the order of Essential Andy Cuomo. Because Essential Andy Cuomo, the governor of New York, decided, hey, you know what? You're not essential. So I'm sending the goon squad to go get you. Now, of course, they're going to argue, well, he was operating in a coronavirus zone. And I'm going to argue, you're full of it, Mr. Governor. You made it and artificially inflated it into a coronavirus zone just to go after the only county in New York City that solidly went for Trump. I call you out, Mr. Governor. Keep it locked right there. You're listening to This is America. I'm Rich Valdez. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America. All right, welcome back, America. Bienvenido. I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo. We need to take action. Now, what I'm talking about in Staten Island is just... Similar to what's happening all over America, that's fascism that's creeping in in so many different ways. But I want you to hear from these bar owners here in New York City, in Staten Island, where Essential Andy Cuomo from the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast, the Emmy award winning Essential Andy Cuomo, came in, got his goon squads, the New York State sheriffs. And again, I'm not trashing the sheriffs. I support law enforcement. But I think he went with the sheriffs because he had that control. And he knew that the cops on Staten Island probably weren't going to do his bidding the way he wanted them to because, I mean, it's a long-held secret that all the cops in New York City, NYPD, they all live on Staten Island, right? It's an NYPD Blue Haven. And kudos to everybody who served. My brothers have been on the job. My nephew's on the job. I always support uh, the boys in blue. But I want you to hear from Danny Presti and his partner in his um, Max Public House from Staten Island. Check this out. We followed everything that, uh, their science, everything, uh, the governor, the, the mayor's orders since March, and just kept going, kept going. We were literally stripped down to nothing. And um, not just us, this is all small businesses, everybody who works in those small businesses, we were crippled down to almost nothing. Crippled down to almost nothing. This is exactly how the fascists work. They want to break you down. They use the power, the iron fist from their iron curtain. And they use government to break you down and break you down. Use the system to destroy the system. Using the system of socialistic, communistic government in the, you know this autocratic approach to government that they have because they were elected and given that trust by the people. And now they're trying to wither people down using the system of government to destroy the system of capitalism, to destroy the American spirit. It's truly sickening to me. But listen to his partner on why they stayed open. Check well, it brought out. us to a point that they're saying that they were shutting us down again, that they weren't allowing inside dining. And I was 
put against the wall. It's either I took a stance and end up opening my, continue to keep my establishment open, hoping that people end up coming to spend money so I can pay bills and end up providing for my family. I'm so behind on bills that I really felt I had no other choice. That's Keith McLarney, one of the owners as well. And he's just telling you the truth. You can hear the honesty. You can hear that he is committed, yet exasperated because they keep coming at him. And that's what they want to do. They want to wear you down, wither you, wither you, try and break your will. What they fail to realize is that, yes, they have broken the will of many Americans, but they haven't broken the will of all Americans. And that's the key. We can't allow them to break our spirit. I've been having an argument with uh, one of my siblings. And it's been going on for at least, I don't know, since 2015 or so. And he's saying that we have to eliminate the enemy. And I'm like, all right, I I understand. But we don't live in a society where we can just walk around whacking people. So what happens? What do we do? Well, to me, this isn't a battle between people. They're not, in this situation, they're using the strong arm of the law to shut these guys down. But how did they get there? How do they even get to a Cuomo? How do they even get to an AOC or a Bill de Blasio? All out crazy. Bill El Bobo de Blasio. Or even the most recent person that's converted from being a a corrupt Democrat to being a radical leftist. Joe El Baboso Biden. He's in the tank with these guys too. How do they get there? It's this radical Marxist ideology. They really believe divide and conquer. Get this group against that group. Whatever. Just pick pick a reason to split them and we'll split them up. And Obama was so good at this. And I don't want to get into Obama right now. I really want to stay focused on this stuff because to me, this is the battle we're having right now. This battle is for the hearts and minds of we the people. You can't get that action from someone until they've thought about it. Their fascistic thinking starts in their mind. So yeah, there's a few tough guys out there, you know, like my dad. Who'd say, ah, all right, no problem. You, 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 Richie, you work on fixing his brain and his mind. I'll fix him. Okay. Where are you, tough guys? I've got my president in the White House sending out an SOS saying, hey, what's going on? They're cheating, they're cheating, they're cheating. He's got his lawyer swinging away through the legal system. If there's one thing we've learned from Trump, he's uncompromising. He will not cheat. He will not bend or break the rules. He doesn't do it. They can say what they want. Where's the proof? They spied on his campaign. He said, I'll let the DOJ handle it. They spied on his presidency. He said, Comey, you're fired. Barr, you handle it. They've stolen an election. Well, let me back up. I skipped a big, big step. They falsely impeached him for talking to another president. He went through it. He won by the numbers on the merits. He went through the election, knowing they were going to steal it ahead of time, saying this mail-in ballot stuff is fraught with fraud. It happened anyway. So back to what I said earlier. People that say, at what point do we? Are you kidding me? At what point? Five years ago, bro. That's the point. If you're not doing something to advance the cause of liberty today, you're not going to do it. That's it. Some people say, you know what, I'm doing my thing. I'm going to do it on Facebook. I'm going to do it on, then good for you. You want to be a digital warrior and a digital soldier? God bless you. It's a huge place. You can influence a lot of people. And you should. You want to be on TV. You want to have a podcast, a video podcast on Vimeo, on YouTube, on Rumble. Great platform from Dan Bongino. Excellent stuff. You should do it. Whoever is going to do something needs to be doing it now. 
Whatever you're doing to advance the cause of liberty, you must do it now. This is the fight. The battlefield is the court. This is why I say from the, uh, the old um, Soviet uh, playbook, not a single shot was fired. The leftist doesn't ever come with a knife in his hand, with a gun in his hand, get your money or your life. They, they, in effect, do the same thing, but they never do it by force. Never. They trick you into it. They will change the rules so that they can take it from you. They never strong arm you. That's the American fascist. That's how the American fascist operates. Notice how they do it. They use spies in other countries. They use the media to lie to you day in and day out. Get you to have a warped mindset and a warped view of society. If nothing else, just to doubt the information you hear you hear and you see. So if you think that having 57 AR-15s and ammo that doesn't even fit in your basement anymore is going to change the mind of a radical leftist, being prepared is a good thing. Being committed is a great thing. Being patriotic is a requirement. But when the battle is in the mind, when Rudy Giuliani is swinging in court, witness after witness, pulling every legal maneuver he can to bring a legitimate case, and he gets quashed every single time, or not every single time, I think they're making headway. This is what we have to watch out for. We have to support the cause. We have to allow them to do what they have to do. We can't sit here and be passive. There is no army to fight. Put your gun down. Who are you going to shoot it at? The fascist is lurking in the minds of young people on Snapchat and TikTok. This is the fight we're fighting. Lots of people disagree with me. I'm going to say to you, I think you're wrong. You can get ready for whatever you want. And I'm going to tell you that an election has just been stolen. And we're fighting to get it back. And Trump is the proof. He hasn't unleashed the military. He hasn't unleashed martial law. He's not an autocrat. He believes in America. He's always been that guy. You don't like it? I sue. Now, this is not saying that he doesn't like the election results, so he's suing. The election results are clearly flawed. There's so many indicators that this thing was fake, phony, fraud, fugazi, however you want to call it. This is important. We have to take a page from the playbook here. We have to look at how Trump did it. He said, I'm going to walk away from this. Okay, I'm not telling you to walk away from your billionaire lifestyle and become president, but I am telling you to walk away from something and dedicate yourself to this. During the world wars, people stopped their jobs to do whatever they had to. Women stopped using stockings because they knew that they needed the materials to do other things to help the troops. We have to have that level of commitment. We have to, because without it, we're going to be screwed. Now, President Trump, laid this out so eloquently yesterday. And we're going to play some audio of that. But I want to leave you with a thought. It's not just Max Public House that is suffering under fascism. It's not just so many businesses, restaurants, you name it, that are dying under the strong hand, the iron fist of these fascists in government in these blue states. There's more to it. Even young people that are politically active that want to have their political group and get together within the COVID guidelines, following the science, following the facts. I spent most of this morning fielding calls. Reporters, the New York Times, political people. Everybody is trying to go after a group of young people 
You're talking about under 40 that want to celebrate their political activism. And Cuomo is after them. He wants to find where they're doing what they're doing in New York and shut them down, even though they're following the rules. Rumor has it, unconfirmed, that he called his buddy Murphy across the river and got the police involved there. And now they're seeing or looking to see if these young people are going to gather in New Jersey. I wouldn't be surprised if he called Ned Lamont in Connecticut. This is an outrage. I'm a pretty uh, calm, relaxed kind of guy. So I don't jump out of my skin and say, it's an outrage. That's not my shtick. But I will tell you this. This is an outrage. And there's more on that topic as soon as we get back. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America. Welcome back, America. I am Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez with an S on all of the social media platforms. And we've been talking about a lot of things. I was having a heart-to-heart with you before. Really, I felt like it was a heart-to-heart because that was really my heart. I feel that too many people are distracted by their ire. They're distracted by their emotions. And they're not looking at this strategically. The general that's on the battlefield, he can't sit there and be mad. No, let's go get him. Shoot away. It doesn't work that way. This is cyber warfare, information warfare. Nobody's shooting anybody. Of course, there's always going to be somebody that pushes back. Oh, Rich, if you shoot the guy doing the disinformation, there's no more disinformation. All right. All right. You're going to shoot a guy for being a, a disinformation person. Good luck. You know, what do I tell you? You shouldn't kill people. <laughs> Rich Valdez did not send you to go shoot people. Trump is not sending the military on these people. There's not even criminal charges filed right now. Civil litigation. And yes, it's criminal in my opinion. But what does my opinion matter? If you can't get law enforcement to enforce laws, if you can't get the law enforcement to even prosecute people because they want to defund the police. I mean, this is an all-out assault on so many of our institutions. It's a systemic assault on the republic. And we have to learn how to fight in this type of warfare or they're going to keep getting us. Starting sentences with saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm not really uh, very intelligent, but no, don't start that way. Be like, hey, I'm really freaking intelligent. I read a whole lot. That's why I end every one of my podcasts with do something, read something, know something. Because if you don't, you're going to get had. They're going to, like my mom used to say in Spanish, te van a coger de soqueta. They're going to take you for a sucker. You're going to get played for a fool. We have to know what's going on. And we are. I'm not criticizing the audience and the listeners. I think I look at Twitter, I look at Parler, and I see stuff. I go, wow, that's great. I love the comments I see, even when they're critical of me or what I'm talking about, because they're so informed. If I put something from the New York Times, even if it's something that where the Trump's great, that one rare article, Trump's great, Trump did something good. They'll say, I wouldn't believe anything the New York Times has to say because they've learned their lesson. They've been burnt by the times too many times. During the break, I was just telling 
Mr. Jizzle about the Washington Post. WAPO reached out to me a couple of times last week and or the week before, the week that they did this smear hit job on Parler. And I'm having some success on Parler. Some, you know, I mean, I don't have 4 million followers like Mark Levin does, but I just hit 60,000 last night, which was cool. Kudos to all of the listeners and the followers. Thank you. But they wanted to know, you know, in a very friendly tone, hey, Rich, want to talk about your success on Parler? I'd love to chat. I know this stuff. I, I got sucker punched by the media a couple of years ago. I know how they work. They're your friend. They're your friend. Then they print the article and you go, hey, that's not what I said. That's not what we talked about. And they go, well, you know, well, no, that's what I understood you to say. They're dirty, nasty people. Yep. That's right. I said it. That's what Levin would say, right? I did say that. And Trump is right. Wrong. You're fake news. Yeah, he's right, too. Now, speaking of Trump, I don't want to go off on that tangent again because I already explained a lot of that stuff. But WAPO ended up doing a whole uh, smear on Parler and this and that. And that's what they do. They see you succeeding in any area. They want to shut you down. Fascism. Pure, unadulterated fascism. That's what they're trying to do to young political people that want to gather to celebrate their political activism. Whether it's in New York or New Jersey, they want to follow the COVID guidelines, social distancing, following the rules, following the facts, following the science. But the governors of various states want to shut this down. These are not men. These are cowards. Cowards hiding behind the jackboots of government power. And it's a sad day. But Trump calls things for what they are. Yesterday, he released a video, and it's all over the internet, and it was 46 minutes long of him making his case incredibly eloquently, no jokes, calling a spade a spade. Listen to this. The mail-in voting scam is the latest part of their four-year effort to overturn the results of the 2016 election. And it's been like living in hell. Our opponents have proven many times, again and again, that they will say and do anything to get back into power. The corrupt forces who are registering dead voters and stuffing ballot boxes are the same people who have perpetrated one phony and fraudulent hoax after another. You've been watching it now for four years. These entrenched interests oppose our movement because we put America first. They don't put America first. And we're returning power to you, the American people. They don't want America first. They only want power for themselves. They want to make money. That's why they don't want me as your president. I've been investigated from soon after I announced I was running for president, when I immediately went to number one in the Republican primary polls. The investigations never stopped. They went on for four years. And I won them all. I beat them all. He sure did. And kudos to El Presidente, El Trumpito, for beating them all. He's fighting. That's, that's the voice of a fighter. Then he has his hired guns, right? He's got uh, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani's out there doing the right thing. And he's the hired gun that I would want to defend me in court if we had to stand up for America, stand up for the Constitution. So Rudy Giuliani packed his bags and he was in the D.C. area, then he was in Arizona, then he, he's all over the place. He doesn't need to be doing this, but he's doing it for America. He's doing it for Donald Trump. He's doing it for you and for me, we the people. And he was in, last night, when I got off the air, he was still at it. 
in that hearing in Lansing, Michigan, in the Senate Oversight Committee, listen to his opening statements. Check this out. I'm going to be very brief because I have uh, a number of witnesses. And the whole purpose of asking for this hearing is because for four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, all we've heard is that there are unsubstantiated allegations of fraud. For what began as unfounded allegations of fraud, then it became unsubstantiated allegations of fraud, then it became allegations of fraud, but not big enough to overturn an election, and then it became allegations of fraud that really couldn't be completely investigated between now and the election, but are going to require a substantial investigation after the inauguration. So it's changed a great deal, but in that period of time, no one bothered to look at the evidence. No one's bothered to listen to the witnesses. Uh, I'm not a witness. I didn't w- witness any of this. Everything I'm presenting to you, I'm presenting you as a lawyer. These are the words of other people. And in your case, in the state of Michigan, people who are citizens of your state, who observed fraud, and I must say, observed fraud on what I would consider, I would also consider myself an expert on prosecuting fraud, I would consider a massive amount of evidence. What I'm holding in my hand are affidavits. These are sworn under oath. They have the power of evidence because they're sworn under oath. These are, these are the things on which you bring indictments. Uh, and they allege massive cheating, particularly on the part of the Democrat Party of Detroit. And Mayor Giuliani is right, in my opinion, as a kid growing up in Brooklyn in the 80s, I remember during his uh, bid in the 90s, I remember how he took on Gotti and the mafia here in New York. Organized crime. Rudy Giuliani took him on and won. Crime in New York as mayor cleaned up the entire city. Went from, from pimps and prostitutes on 42nd Street in Manhattan to Disney coming and just cleaning the city up. Theaters coming back. The Lion King. I mean, it was just amazing to see what happened. Then 9-11. And I've said this before and I'll say it again because I think people really forget that this is not, you know, some rube who just got his law license. Rudy's been doing this for a long time. And like he said, he's an expert in prosecuting fraud. He was United States Attorney for the Southern District of New York. People forget. Anyway, he was Deputy or Associate Attorney General whichever one, fact check me on it. But he was there during the Reagan years. A serious lawyer bringing serious allegations of fraud under penalty of perjury. And that's something that one witness reminded one of the members of the legislature who seemed to be giving her a hard time. And she just kept it real. She kept it gangster. Check this out. I'm just saying the numbers are not off by 30,000 votes. So I know what I saw. They're filling in. I know what I saw. And I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Did you? Okay, we're. I think you're trying. uh, uh, That's not the case. What did you guys do? (laughs) I loved it. To me, that was an instant classic. Absolute instant classic. Good for her. People aren't stupid. These legislators think that they're just, they're, they're polished, they're fancy pants, they're smarter than the average bear. That's not the case. People are smart. I don't care if you drive a cab, if you drive a truck, if you're a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad. People aren't stupid. This is America. People have access to information. And guess what? 
You cannot use this don't believe your lying eyes line anymore. That's what Groucho Marx used to say. This Groucho Marxism that we're experiencing, it's fake, it's phony, it's fraud. We can't pretend that people are just going to get duped into everything. But many on the left, they really do think they're going to fool everybody. Now, some of these witnesses were on the record yesterday. I have a couple of one-minute cuts that I want to play for you because we're running out of time. But I want you to get the real gist of what people had to say. So let's go to Michigan poll worker uh, cut one. Check this out. Would you say that about 100,000 false documents were created? Yeah, from September 22nd till, I would say, till September 30th. Yeah, about 10 days. I mean, I was there till October 2nd. And you estimated, uh, when we went over this, about 10,000 a day. Yeah, any, anywhere between 10,000 to 15,000. Um, yeah, sometimes we, we, will, we will be able to complete, I even remember, 14,000 packages. Sometimes it's 12,000. So you can just, to be on the safe side, you can say 10,000 per day. That's a good number. And just before we leave this, would your supervisor say this to all of you publicly? In other words, he would say, today, the date we're going to use is this date. whatever. Yes. Yeah. That's the announcement. In other words, you had the phony date of the day. Yeah, that's the announcement they will make. Yes. On the floor. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to add any narration to that. This is clear as day. This woman was working there and she's calling it as she saw it. Check this one out. I have 19 things in my affidavit. Uh, I was at the TCF Center for 27 hours. I'm a mother. I have two children and I have two degrees. I'm very, um, I, I would never, I don't know any woman in the world that would write a, an affidavit under oath just to write it. <laughs> you know, you can go to prison for this. So anyways, um, I want to make this very clear. Um, my, I was initially supposed to um, work at the uh, Detroit the Department of Elections building. Um, that was an order by my manager, Nick Economogonis, um, part owner of Dominion. I have it all in emails. What was going, I was trained on the adjudication and tabulation process. So in the email, it says you are to park in a parking lot and get shuttled over to this. um, They called it the, they referred to it as the Chicago warehouse. Um, I know for a fact there was illegal activity going on there. People have pictures of people carrying ballots out of that place. Um, there is pictures of vans full of ballots coming out of that place. And there's so many more that I don't have time for. But I do want to leave you with the thoughts, uh, the closing statement, at least our closing statement from Jenna Ellis. Check this out. I appreciate your uh, calling this session, Mr. Chairman, and that we have members that are both Democrats and Republicans here. Uh, But you're all here in your capacity as legislators. And this is not a political question. This is a legal one. When you have uh, what you will see before you as substantial evidence of fraud and corruption in an election, it's your obligation under the United States Constitution to not allow the corruption 
to continue. And under Article 2, Section 1.2, the state legislators are the entity that our founders specifically vested with the authority to ensure against a corrupt popular vote. There you have it. I mean, no, and rarely do I say nobody could say it better than I would have. I, I think I always say things better than everybody else, but that's me. That's why I do radio. But these people, they nailed it. Pray for them. Pray for America. Fight. Rise up. Know something and do something because we have to. Hasta la próxima. I'm Rich Valdez and this is America. This is America. 